Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Dave DeVito. Hi and welcome. On this week's episode, I'm excited to have Sue Russell and Crystal Ackerman here in studio with us. Sue and Crystal represent the other side of our trades. They're on the service sales team for Tolan Mechanical. Sue and Crystal, thank you very much for being here today. We've had a chance to talk about apprentices and project managers and field workers, but you're our first in-house, in-office sales interview, and we're glad to have you. We appreciate Tolan Mechanical and all that you do for us, so welcome. Thank you. We're excited to be here. So, Sue, let's jump right in. I'm going to start with you. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been on the team at Tolan, and what is your role? So, I started at Tolan in 1999. I've been there 23 years. I am a native of Colorado. I went to CU Boulder, got a degree in marketing, but I've always been on the sales side. Can't stop talking, (laughs) probably. And then in 2014, I became the sales manager. And now I have three people working in maintenance sales under me at Tolan, Denver. And then I have one person in our Fort Collins branch and one person in our Colorado Springs branch. So you've been there 23 years. 23. All right. So you were, what, 10 years old and graduated college? I am not old enough to be this old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. So why don't you tell me, like, what, what is a day in the life of Sue? Our main focus is really working with our customers. So a lot of it is working with building owners and property managers and meeting with them to ask them about their needs about heating and cooling in their building and then putting together customized maintenance programs for them. So a day might include a lot of phone calls, calling other people or having them call me, consulting, We do a lot of site walks, which is really exciting because you get to kind of see the behind the scenes of all the buildings because we we put together maintenance agreements for existing buildings. So I think we get to see a lot of behind the scenes things that most people don't get to see, which is really fun. And then we put together maintenance proposals and have a lot of lunch and learn meetings, educational. It's an extremely diverse position, I would say, a lot of variety. So there's not really a set template for what we do every day. That sounds interesting. I know I couldn't probably sit in a cubicle all day and do the same thing day in, day out. So it sounds like a lot of variety. Yes, that's the best part about this job is you're not sitting at a cubicle desk all day. We are out and about meeting with people and going through buildings. So there's a wide variety. It's really interesting. Crystal, how about you? Well, I come from a family of firefighters and from the insurance world, so it automatically just led me to an understanding of all of the different services that different facilities have within the state of Colorado. I, too, am a native. Um, So initially, I started off just uh, selling for property services such as restoration to for fire and water damage, and naturally just kind of led me to, through my networking, I happened to meet Sue about 14 years ago now, believe it or not, and that's right around the time that she was promoted to a manager, and I went over to Tolan Mechanical. So 
kind of fell into the industry, if you will, but quickly became passionate about it and really enjoy working with facility managers. Uh, like Sue said, just enjoy being out and about and on roofs and just networking and getting to know everyone in Colorado. So how long, uh, what uh, generation native? Third. Third. Third generation. How about you? So. I would say third as well. Wow. I'm a native as well. Are you? Well, great. So, Sue, what were you doing before? Was working for a mechanical contractor always part of your plan? And have you seen the field of plumbing and HVAC change over the course of your career? So I do actually have a really great story about this. I have a favorite aunt and uncle in Tacoma, Washington. And my uncle owns an HVAC company. Hmm. And he and I have always been close, and I used to go out there and spend summers with him and go to his shop occasionally and meet everybody. And after I graduated from CU Boulder, he called me one day and offered me a job, and I was telling him, I, I'm not moving to Tacoma, Washington. Why would I do that? Later, I was like, well, why wouldn't I do that and learn something new? So I moved to Tacoma, Washington. And I actually lived with my uncle for two years, and I worked for him during the day. And then at night, we would pour through mechanical books, and he would show me how things worked. So I think when some people talk about childhood memories that they're fond of, like going fishing or something like that, I actually am fond in that way about HVAC. Mm. So I kind of always have grown up around it. And I came back because my immediate family was here and they needed me here. So I came back here and got a job at Tolan. And I've been there ever since. So I kind of think it has always been in my blood. That's great. What changes have you seen in the industry during the time oh, in Tacoma or here? So many. I remember starting there and I had cell phones were a new concept and they were gigantic and you plugged them into your cigarette holder. So I would say the biggest changes nowadays is technology. We can videotape equipment and videotape sounds and sites that customers might want to know, and we call it bringing the roof to you. So I feel like technology has advanced a lot. And the other thing that I'm very proud of is safety. I think we're taking care of everybody way better than probably when I started in the industry. And that's interesting that you found joy in, uh, in solace and reading mechanical books. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I didn't find solace or joy, but I did find it interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. So now I'm going to go to you, Crystal. Same question. Share us a little bit about your professional path and how you landed here and how you then made the transition into Tolan. Uh, so I come from a family of firemen and insurance agents, which naturally led me just to overall facility services for different buildings throughout Colorado. And first starting off with what's called restoration, where you restore a property after fire and water damage, I was involved in a lot of networking in which I met Sue about 14 years ago was when we met. And mm -hmm. Through our relationship, Tolan had a position open, and eight years ago joined Tolan, and just really happy that I landed in the trades, because although I did set forth uh, after college that I wanted to be in an outside sales position, there's a wide range of that, and falling into the trades was, I, I think, just a lucky uh, chance, which I'm happy about. 
I'd like to jump into. I met Crystal at another association, and we were planning a networking event. We don't need to know the details, but something went awry at the networking event, and we were needing some transportation for part of the event. And Crystal, at the fly, handled the whole situation and got the transportation that was needed, and she was very cool under pressure. And at that point, I was just had just become a manager, and I was like, I want Crystal to work at Tolan. Uh-huh. I didn't know that story. That's awesome. Hmm. That's great. <laughs> so I pursued Crystal, and I was like, please come work at Tolan. And it's mm-hmm. been great ever since. It has. So what – I know you say you come from a family of firefighters. What what were you doing before that? What were you were you pursuing a career in firefighting, or were you no. working in a family business? Or how, I was how? actually selling insurance, mm-hmm. um, and we work with a lot of yeah, yeah. Prop, okay. facility services within the insurance industry. So I was training and recruiting insurance agents, and I also owned my own insurance agency for a period of time, um, which is how I learned about just even HVAC maintenance, property restoration, you name it. Um, just yeah, learned yeah. it through that way. You had said that before, and I didn't register the same way, so no, I okay. apologize yeah. for this, the duplicate question. Well, I appreciate you both sharing with us. So often people, uh, when they think about mechanical contracting or subcontracting or construction trades, immediately think of field workers, and they're not aware of the team behind the scenes that make everything happen, the team that goes out and seeks the bids and seeks the business to be able to put those craft workers on. How have you seen the field change and evolve over the years from the chair that you currently sit in. You, Sue, you talked a little bit about the technology and how that's driving, mm-hmm. but you know, talk to us about how does the customer base look today as it was compared to 14 years ago? What does the competition in the market look like? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just tell us, tell us kind of what the last 14 years, because that seems to be a common denominator for you two. Like what's changed in the last 14 years? Well, when I started at Tolan, I would say a lot of the businesses were smaller. Like there's a lot of consolidation of businesses now. So back then you worked more directly with actual owners or facility managers. But over the last probably 10 years, companies are consolidating, they're getting procurement agents, things like that. So it's changed a little bit where you kind of have to pursue or talk to people more financially oriented than service oriented. So that's been interesting and a challenge, but still in, still good. I'd say more technology has made things more efficient and probably more sophisticated in our industry, but a little bit of the personal factor has gone away. So you kind of have to adjust that way too. But we've just evolved to make our message service and financial and to make it fit in today's parameters. And what about your thoughts, Crystal? For me, I'd say I've noticed definitely a decline in overall trades and facility management involvement and interest. I see a lot of facility managers and trades work folks retiring and it's becoming I feel like a challenge and harder for everyone to recruit that talent Um, so definitely that and then secondly I would say just because Tolan does offer this service medical refrigeration 
Um, it's definitely a lot of technicians are not aware and educated on medical refrigeration. And so luckily for us, we are able to kind of corner that market. But I've also noticed that, yeah, the, a lot of the specialty refrigeration is kind of falling by the wayside and hard to find technicians for as well. So some of our listeners may not know what medical refrigeration is. Can you talk about what that is and the benefit of that? I can, and Sue will probably chime in too. But ultra-lows are deep freezes or refrigeration. So a lot of laboratories or hospitals, um, surgery centers, they use it to hold, let's say, blood or, as we all know recently, COVID vaccinations. Those are all held in particular refrigeration or freezers, and those have special you know, maintenance required for them and, and certain technicians educated to repair them as well. It holds a lot of medical products, it's refrigeration, and if the door is left open or if it's not operating properly, they could lose a lot of product. So there's a lot of precision needed for medical refrigeration. So we just find that along the way, some of the things have gotten more generalized, and we as a company have made a concerted effort to make sure we stay in those specialties so we can meet those needs. And I'm really glad we did because... Laboratories as an industry are really expanding. Yeah, I just bet. And I, you know, not often do people think when they think HVAC, they tend to think in their house. They think, right. you know, maybe in their office, uh, but they don't really dive deep into things like medical refrigeration or medical gases and, and all the specialty kind of behind the scenes work that goes into that. Right. I'm imagining you probably all do a fair amount of, I mean, Colorado's home to a lot of microbrews and a lot mm -hmm. of uh, distilleries. And, you know, that all takes refrigeration and yes. piping and cooling and sanitization and all the other things that it makes to wake the world go round. And so. And in addition to that, even with the COVID requirements, the air quality, mm -hmm. we are very involved in that because we are involved in the equipment that you install to capture the viruses. We are working with a lot of customers on better filtration mm -hmm. to catch some of those particles. So it's, it's way more sophisticated than I think the common person thinks about Agreed. when it comes to HVAC. So when we think about total mechanical, we think about, you know, I think about a bigger footprint than I think most people can vision. Mm -hmm. How many people does Tolan employ and in how many states? Tolan in Colorado probably has about 250 people. And we have a main branch in Denver and we have branches in Fort Collins, Colorado Springs, and Silverthorne. And then we have another Tolan office in Phoenix and one in Tucson. And then we have another one in Washington, D.C. It's a long story, but we followed a customer out there. But Tolan's also owned by Service Logic, and they have been purchasing companies, and we are all service oriented companies across the United States, and we still operate as independent companies, but we're underneath this common branch, and we have best practices for maintenance and tools that we use. So, very large. I mean, there is a spot for everyone. Maybe a, a bit of a fun uh, question for you both. So uh, tell us about one of the most interesting jobs or projects you've been a part of and any crazy stories that you could share related to that. Oh my gosh, there's so many little crazy stories, but I think one that's timely is during the Marshall Fire. Tolan works with a lot of the Excel Energy facilities and the Marshall facility obviously was shut down. 
So Excel Energy diverted a bunch of employees to the Boulder Service Center, and we take care of that site. So they asked us to come in and help with some emergencies there, make sure we help with everything to keep it running. And the janitorial company, for some reason, wasn't able to make it, and there were a lot of people there. So our whole team became janitors for a few days mm-hmm. and cleaned up, cleaned toilets, emptied trash cans because we were there and we're like, okay, let's get through this. So I think being on the service side, we have a mechanical level of skill, but we're willing to step in and fill any gaps that are needed. How about you, Crystal? For me, I'd say uh, one of the most interesting is working with a lot of the uh, laboratories or pharmaceutical companies with any type of clean rooms, uh, surgery centers, mostly just because working around their schedules on when you can access equipment, when you can't access equipment. And sometimes our technicians are there in the middle of the night because that's the only time. Or there's actually even a couple of facilities we've worked with that only have a one-hour window once a year that we're able to access certain equipment. And so we have to be on our, you know, on our top of our game to make sure that we have every all the technicians needed to make that maintenance happen in that one hour of time frame but also I would say that some people don't think of on the maintenance side you know they get a building up and and ready and and HVAC is installed but many times we go to maintain it and the equipment isn't even accessible it's drywalled over or the chiller let's say was built into the internal bowels of the building and you can never get it out or replace it so there's a lot of nuances that we have to factor in to maintain or replace equipment Mm. in existing buildings. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. You know, I was uh, watching uh, here, not too far from here, the other day, a helicopter lift of a big piece of equipment Mm -hmm. uh, flying into downtown Denver, and it it was fascinating to watch the coordination and how that works. Yes. You guys, I would imagine, have had to do some similar We have had to do that. And it's interesting because you have to navigate insurance and all sorts of permits. So Road closures. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a lot of people involved to make sure that's pulled off smoothly. Well, there are a lot of preconceived notions about what it means to actually work in our trades. What do you think the most uh, ironic or funniest misconception you hear about working in our industry is? I don't know if it's funny, but I think the biggest misconception is that, you know, it's a le- it's lesser, it's a lesser trade or industry than getting a college degree. I really would encourage people to think about it because there's so much variety, especially in the trade industries. You're working with boots to the ground people and they're just good genuine people. So you go to work and there's no role you have to fill. You're all just there heading toward a common goal. So I just find it an extremely comfortable industry. Everybody gets along, and not to say that there aren't things that come up that are stressful, but everybody is just there to be helpful. The other thing is, you know, with controls, controls are becoming a big part of our industry. So it's not just going and opening up a rooftop unit anymore. It's way more complicated than that. So if you like to tinker, you can work on equipment and fulfill that. Or if you're more intellectual, you can get into the control side and really dig into that. And that's extremely skill-driven, I would say. 
And when you say controls, you mean the... The automation systems in buildings where you can control heating and cooling from your laptop or your phone and making sure the building warms up in the morning before occupants come in or cools down overnight. It can all be done remotely now. Kind of like the Nest thermostat in our homes that yes. you get in a commercial building. Yes. And I would imagine there's probably... On a probably, much grander scale. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit. And, you know, both of you are females, obviously, and you, you're in the trades, and I can see your passion for that. What would you tell other, you know, young folks in high school or junior high that are discerning, what am I going to do next, especially those females? Like, what, what's possible in the trades? What, what's being in the trades meant to you? Well, I would say that the misconception that I would say is that it's a man's world because it, it definitely is not. And there is a ton of room for women in the industry, not only on the sales side like Sue and I, but one of my favorite technicians is a female. Shout out to Phyllis. We have a lot of room in this industry or in any trades for that matter. Uh, but there's energy engineers, there's, like I said, technician, sales side, of course, the office and admin support for trades. Uh, there's just a lot of room for women. Yeah. And you don't need to get a degree, but you still learn a lot. I mean, I've been in this industry for 23 years and I'm never bored. Mm -mm. Every day I learn something. Every building's different. So it's an extremely fascinating industry. You never reach a point, I feel, where you're like, eh, been there, done that. Every day, there's some new unique challenge, and that's what keeps me coming back after 23 years. I still love this job. Absolutely. Well, you make a really good point. You know, we did a, some uh, investigation on the hours required to get a four-year bachelor's degree and the hours that our apprenticeship programs require, and it's almost two to one, two times as many hours to graduate from an apprenticeship program as it is to graduate from a four-year traditional wow. higher ed program. There's a lot to learn. It's fascinating. I think anybody who has a mechanical aptitude, would love it. So final question. If you hadn't come into the mechanical trades or worked for Tolan Mechanical, what job did you envision you'd be doing or dream when you were younger you would be doing? Oh, that's a tough one. I, you know, when I was little, I wanted to be an author. So, but I kind of got involved with HVAC very young, so I never really strayed from that. But I always joke that when I retire, I'm going to get a job at a bakery because... Who's not happy when you're getting all sorts of good donuts? <laughs> true, <laughs> true. I would say, which luckily I get to do this in a little bit in my job, but um, through all my sales positions, I always enjoyed marketing, doing the networking events, as Sue was mentioning uh, earlier. So I still love that. I, I love the marketing and events side of the business, so I could see myself doing that. But I'm so happy to be in the HVAC world because I don't have to work every weekend when everyone is in, a, you know, having weddings and birthday parties. So that's why I just love that I get to do it with, you know, plan events for facility managers and networking, which also benefits Tolan at the same time. So best of both worlds. Well, I really appreciate both of you spending some time with us today and helping our uh, listeners understand kind of what's possible and understand a different perspective of the business. So thank you both for being here today. Thank you for sharing your different skill sets required uh, for being part of a successful mechanical contractor like Tolan Mechanical. 
Uh, I appreciate your time. We're lucky to have you and Tolan Mechanical uh, as part of the membership here for Rocky Mountain MCA. And we uh, look forward to hearing more about Tolan uh, on future episodes and having you back. Awesome. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Tradeswork is a production of the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association. For more information about our organization, please visit rmmca.org.